0: Good morning! It's Wednesday, November 23rd. Eat a cranberry day. Listen, it's other days as well, but I'm just worried we're sleeping on cranberries. Not sleep, not, not like that, but you know, they're delicious. Um, the canned and the fresh kind, they're both delicious. You need tart on a Thanksgiving plate. Any plate, really. And that pop of color, is nice. Don't sleep on cranberries, okay? And now, the news. Let's start with some truly wild news that came out of nowhere and yet in many ways was two years in the making. Bob Chapek is out as Disney's CEO. Bob Iger will return to the top spot in hopes of saving the company that is at once Disney and also Disney. Now, obviously, Disney, with its many properties and moneymakers, isn't days away from shuttering, But it did have some very serious issues under the Chapek era. As we know from the Gen D podcast, their fourth quarter earnings report came out at the beginning of November. And in that quarter, the company missed analyst expectations by more than a billion dollars. And money aside, although let's call it what it is and remember that the earnings report is what sealed his fate. Chapek was still a terrible CEO, money aside, starting with dragging his feet on fighting Florida's don't say gay bill, which as the largest employer in the state, they could have made a real difference in actually fighting to other things like the avoidable fight with Scarlett Johansson, the upselling of theme park add-ons that amounted to a clear downturn in park experience. This was just not the guy to be leading the company. The plan to bring Iger back reportedly came together in less than a week and was announced on Sunday night. It was wild. And when I tell you people celebrated, I mean the memes, it's, it's exciting. It's also a relief. And look, obviously this Bob doesn't have a magic frying pan and can just fix it overnight, but it is nice to have someone back at the helm who actually, you know, um, has seen a Disney movie before. The death toll from Indonesia's earthquake on Monday is now up to 268 people with more than a thousand injured and officials noting that 151 people are still missing. The 5.6 magnitude earthquake also caused damage to more than 20,000 homes with more than 58,000 people currently taking shelter. Most of the casualties from Monday's earthquake are children because they were still in school when the quake hit. Horrific all around. Lawyers for the fallen cryptocurrency exchange FTX Say the missing assets, aka $8 billion, that the company still owes crypto holders is either missing or stolen. So that's not great. The company filed bankruptcy this month, sparking an investigation by the SEC and Department of Justice. But the owner of the company said they were actually hacked and assets are still missing. Hacked. On the day they filed for bankruptcy. Isn't that so interesting? Now, admittedly, I don't know a ton about cryptocurrency, much in the way I don't know a lot about other fake things, but here's my two megabytes of thought. Now's probably a good time to take your money out of crypto. Okay, two Supreme Court things to know about. First of all, the court denied Trump's request of, would be cool if I didn't have to, when it comes to turning over his tax records to the House Ways and Means Committee. This means the Department of Treasury will turn over six years of tax records for Trump and some of his companies. And hopefully this will happen pronto. Lawmakers want to look at his taxes because they want to evaluate the effectiveness of annual presidential audits. And hey, whatever, if we find some crime while we're in there, maybe he just shouldn't have done those crimes and it wouldn't be an issue. But once January rolls around and that new Congress gets sworn in, expect this investigation to be donezo. Wildest part about this, there were no dissents on the ruling. Even historical bad man Justice Thomas let this one move ahead. Wild. And speaking of people on the court to take a closer look at, in a New York Times report published over the weekend, Rob Schenck, a former anti-abortion leader, says he was told the ruling in the 2014 Hobby Lobby case in advance of it being made public. And while he hasn't said who leaked the information to him yet, here are some interesting facts. Justice Alito wrote the dissent in both of those cases, the Dobbs case, which was also leaked, as well as the Hobby Lobby case. In early June of 2014, Alito had dinner with an Ohio couple that donated to Shank's anti-abortion group. A day later, one of the women at the dinner emailed the following to Shank, quote, Rob, if you want some interesting news, please call no emails. And that's when Rob said that he was told about the Hobby Lobby ruling. Now, after the Dobbs leak, Schenck reached out to Chief Justice Roberts, who ordered an investigation into the Dobbs leak, to tell him about this Hobby Lobby leak. And for whatever reason, LOL, yes, whatever reason, Democratic House, Senate, and presidency, Roberts never got back to Schenck. So just mostly putting this on your radar, expect this story to not go away quietly. Not only have the leaders of the Senate and House Judiciary Courts subcommittees said that they need to know what happened with this new leak and also where we're at with a Dobbs leak investigation. But even people like Ed Whelan, who leads a conservative legal group, want to know where we're at with things. Justice Alito. More like Justice Aliko. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Let's all calm down. And that's it. That's the news. No new episodes for the rest of the week because it's Thanksgiving. And that means I expect no news to break, okay? Can we all just be cool for a week? I'm proud of cranberries. They're the glue that's holding that whole plate together, and we should all recognize that and be thankful for it. But more than that, more than the sweet, sweet tang of a lightly rosemary and orange-flavored cranberry sauce on a nice Friday leftover sandwich, I'm thankful for and proud of you.